In today's global economy, quality matters. Benjamin Franklin once quipped, the bitterness of poor quality remains long after the sweetness of low price is forgotten. Quality Matters is here to talk about all things quality. So whether you're looking to improve your business, getting ready for an audit, or dealing with failed inspections, tune in, check us out, then get back to doing work that matters. Hey everyone, welcome back to Quality Matters. I'm Darcy. I'm Kyle. And we're back again with Melissa Bass Knight. Thank you for joining us again. Um, she is the quality, she smiled, she didn't talk. <laughs> She's the quality manager at Titronics. I'm going to try to get it right again. A medical device software development company. Correct. Getting All right. Better. I can introduce her over and over now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We were throwing around things we want to talk about, and uh, you guys said Kappas. And for those people out there, not me, that don't know what a Kappa <laughs> is, <laughs> what is that? Corrective action and preventive action. Okay. No. I think I figured out the corrective action part. I didn't know what the PA was. And Well, this is one thing that gets confusing with folks all, all the time as well, because when you're in uh, more, more technical fields, more laboratory type stuff, the medical device, food world, laboratory management, everyone calls it CAPAs. Mm -hmm. The rest of the world will simply call them corrective actions. And they both have that preventative feature that's required. You, you still have to, you can't just correct it. You have to prevent it from happening again. And I'm sure we'll have fun talking about this, but then you have to verify that your prevention was worth anything, that you, you had a worthwhile prevention in there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I went into a, a company once to do some consultation work where they had, oh my gosh, they had so many different variations of a corrective action and they spent more time deciding what type thing to call it than actually fixing it so if you hear me personally say corrective action a car a kappa corrective preventative action i personally am referring to the whole gamut of possibilities okay, in there. i think that's where i get confused because there's the same different names for the same thing yes now yeah cmmi regulation calls it cars yes and then you got what the supplier side mm -hmm. yeah so it's the supplier corrective action so right SQA, but so yes, um, there's all kinds of different acronyms <laughs> to describe <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, you know, folks get confused sometimes too because we'll talk about a non-conformance report or a defect or whatever it is. So just tell folks we've got really two basic categories, depending on how you call it. Oftentimes, is industry or company specific, but we've got our NCRs, which are it broke and I fixed it, or it broke and I accepted it. But we're not doing jack squat to prevent it. We're just fixing the individual defect, right? Or we're noting that it happened. And then a corrective action is it broke, I fixed it, and I made sure it didn't happen again. Okay, so why would you choose one over the other? Well, that that's a... <laughs> that is a great... I know, because I was just thinking the same thing. Like, and then it really makes no sense. And I somebody mean, coming from outside be, what the heck? And why, why is it different? Because mm -hmm. if something breaks, you want to... Fix right. that problem every time. Well, and a nonconformance can come from incoming materials, right? So you're bringing in some, I mean, just an example. Mm -hmm. So incoming materials come in, like, okay, it doesn't meet specifications exactly, mm -hmm. but it's it's close enough, but I'm going to write basically why I'm, it's okay to use it in my process. Yeah. Okay. And it's not going to, um, you know, it, not going to affect it as much. So writing a deviation, I guess, Correct. really, to figure out, can I use it? So it's a nonconformist showing that, okay, there's something happened, and it, it might end up in a kappa, right. but mm -hmm. you're documenting the 
problem that happened. It might end up supplier quality thing, or it might end up, you know, as a kappa or, or just a corrective yeah, action. So I, I mean, it could end up down that road. So it might start as a nonconformance. And now you're like, well, now what am I going to do about it? I could take it to the next level and say, well, now I'm going to investigate and mm-hmm. figure out what happened and why and what am I going to do But next? say you're making like a thousand widgets and it only happens one out of a thousand widget, widgets. Mm-hmm. And it takes you 10 minutes to fix. Well, do you really want to? Well, that's why I was going to say, like, an NCR to me seems like, okay, this happened once. We're going to fix it and move on. But then Mm -hmm. if it keeps happening, then we need a And that's why you document the NCR. Okay. So then you know if it keeps happening. Otherwise, it's just anecdotal information. You know, this happens all the time. This is what I do about it. Well, how often does it happen? And one guy says daily. Another guy says never. Another person says all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. You got to have the documentation. Right. And it's, you know, and something might have happened, say, with a machine, like when you're machining something, maybe uh, whatever was put on the wrong setting. And now you've got all the scrap material Mm -hmm. because now you just know way can you uh, reprocess it or anything like that. Well, now you need to document that. Mm -hmm. Well, it might have been a one time occurrence, like either, you know. The blades weren't sharp enough, whatever might be happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess we really can't go down that way either because then you look at is the maintenance there? Yeah. Was, you know, the person trained enough to know what setting to put it on? I mean, you got all of these things. So it can sort of be a one time shot. But then on the other hand, why did it happen? Right. You so know? really, an, a non conformance always needs to be investigated. Uh, in some sense, yeah, because you want to know. Is yeah. it something that's a repeating thing, yeah. right? I mean, so... But it's a very, very limited investigation, whereas a Kappa can have a week's, months-long investigation to go with mm-hmm. it sometimes. doesn't have to, but it can. Whereas if you're doing a, a you know a multi-hour investigation because, you know, the tool broke, mm-hmm. well, maybe we just... Maybe he just didn't replace it like he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, even with the non-conformance, like if, if, say, a supplier sends in the wrong product, well, now you're documenting that, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you're going to ship it back. Right. Right. So, you know, again, it, it might have only happened once, and they shipped it to the wrong address. That They have multiple, obviously, people they're shipping to, and somehow there, somebody else's stuff got in with your shipment, which, mm-hmm. you know, as we've all <laughs> ordered stuff from Amazon... <laughs> <laughs> stuff doesn't always come to you when you expect it or what you expected. Yeah. So um, it's the same thing. Then you ship it back like, all right, try again kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know. But so it might have been just a, you know, yeah. yes. So they would have to do some kind of investigation on there if it kept happening. But, you know, that, again, that happens every once in a while. As we okay. Know. Some people make the decision like based on the cost, right? So if this is uh, like, you know, we'll just throw out $100. If this only costs us $100 fixed, we're just going to record it as an NCR unless we find it's a trend later. Whereas on the other hand, like I said, if you just scrapped, you know, 100 parts, and we've got $10,000 of lost material there. We don't ever want this to happen again, no matter how infrequently it occurs. Mm-hmm. So we're going to make a change. So as soon as you start making that change, you need a kappa. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we... When we were deciding what to record on this time, you said, you know, what's the biggest pain they ask you to deal with? Yeah. And you, Melissa, said kappas. So yeah. what makes them such a pain? I think it's the investigation part. You know, you're you're trying to figure out what happened, you know, when, why, how, all that kind of stuff. So five whys, as we right. were talking mm-hmm. about, um, is figuring out 
getting people to answer your questions, knowing the right questions to ask. And and I was just thinking about that on the way over here too, (laughs) that, you know, like how do you describe it in a way that people understand? So I was thinking like the murder mystery theater dinner thing, Mm -hmm. right? So you've got murder happened, right? Now you're all trying to figure out who did it, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going around and you're you're talking to different people. And and I guess I think about investigating cap is the same way it would as a mystery mm-hmm. right because it is a mystery yeah. like what happened so then you're, you're going through and you're just in, you know interviewing everyone yeah trying mm-hmm. to figure out what happened and you're hoping they're going to tell you the truth and you know that's the other thing is okay so somebody may have done something but they don't really want to tell you because mm-hmm. they they're going to get in trouble, trouble right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i didn't i wasn't watching you know the monitors and it the temperature went up too high or whatever mm-hmm. right and well, what were you doing? Uh, I was playing, you know, Angry Birds, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Right? Yeah. So right. they weren't, you know, doing their job. So now they don't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So trying to weed through all of that, yeah. you know, because you can only delve so far in some uh-huh. stuff until they really, truly say this is what I was doing, yeah. you know, or I, well, uh, <clears throat> I'll, I'll save the story for another time. But I got introduced to this very, very painfully this was my first week as the official health and safety manager right i just came from you know working on network switches to find out that some guy's been punctured in the knee and there was like six people involved and i asked all six people what happened and what happened they're all there together watching it working on the same part at the same time they all gave me totally different answers mm-hmm. i'm like what the heck happened and meanwhile i've got a guy with a two inch deep hole in his knee <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I mean, as we've all played the telephone game, right, yeah. where you say one word or a couple words or sentence, whatever mm-hmm. it is, and it goes all the way to the end and it comes out a completely different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but we all heard the same thing. I mean, really, I mean, it's, it was mm-hmm. supposedly, you know, and but um, and of course, you you know, watch those darn cop shows. Right. And like, <laughs> oh, it's an eyewitness. OK, well, he looked like this. No, no, he looked like this. No, no, he looked yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. So, again, it, it's so hard. Like, yes, everybody can be in the same place watching the same thing mm-hmm. and they're going to get a different view, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to put their own perceptions. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then as you were talking a minute ago, it made me think about something we talk about a lot on here is culture. Mm-hmm. You have to develop a culture of quality where everybody's on the team. So they feel comfortable saying, Hey, here's what happened. Hey, mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. I was, playing angry birds on my phone shouldn't have done it sorry it won't happen again yeah like you have to i think about when we were doing the what was it seven habits Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. talked about the hotel that he went to and how the employees like went out of their way to tell the boss to make sure that he had a good stay even risking getting themselves in trouble but probably not because they knew the culture that they Mm -hmm. worked in Mm -hmm. so i feel like you know this investigation it goes back to creating that the culture that you need when you're implementing oh, it does. a quality yeah. management well, system. That's where I, I like the, uh, if you document a ton of NCRs and it's just normal in your culture to document this went wrong, this is what we did to fix it. This went wrong, this is what we did to fix it. It, it makes it a little, um, a little easier when you go to talk to people because, mm-hmm. you know, they're already used to divulging information. But another thing, you, you talked about five whys. Like, there's no shortage of root cause analysis techniques. Oh, yeah. There's a whole so bunch. this is a question I get every time we, we go to demo a software. Is, well, mm-hmm. well, what root cause technique were we supposed to use? And I tell them, 
whatever one you decide is appropriate and upload the evidence mm-hmm. that you did it. Right. It might depend on the situation that happened mm-hmm. of which one you're going to use. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at, you know, materials or whatever, you might l- look at other options. I yeah. mean, you just don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, yeah, I, depending on the situation, I change up what kind of analysis I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's tough to know what to do. It's real it tough. And, and, you know, we've talked about in uh, the, the document writing uh, episode about, um, depending on the you know, the culture of the organization, mm-hmm. if everything's written down in ultra detailed process procedures, that person's not used to making that decision. They're just going to follow whatever is told to them. Mm-hmm. Or you could have another organization where the people are really empowered to make decisions, but mm-hmm. that requires their competence to make good decisions. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, there's, you know, the training in, in, as well, right? So you have to know the process you have to know um if something went wrong mm-hmm. how does that affect the product down the line i mean you, could you alter a little bit and still make a good product yes possibly depending on what it is you need to know that you need yeah. to understand mm-hmm. the process you need to understand what can and cannot be done you know so um i think that's another big thing too and and, and supposedly that's why you hire your managers or supervisors so that right. they can make those hard decisions like <laughs> right. yeah we can keep going forward or no hey we need to stop now because this is not happening you know you need to know that well kyle you were saying you know have a bunch of ncrs so your employees mm-hmm. are used to talking to you about those things but in listening to you talk i feel like a lot of companies are afraid to have a bunch of NCRs oh, yeah. and how it reflects in their audit. Yeah, people hate, in general, not all organizations. Some organizations are fantastic about it. We've got one client that probably documents two or 300 a month. Wow. Um, <laughs> and whereas others might only document two a year because they know if they go into the audit with nothing, it's a finding. Right. Because no one's going to believe you had no problems all year long. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it hits on the, the spectrum there. But most people, yeah, don't want to document things. And to me, that is just one of the silliest things in the world is like, gum, if you had a problem, document you had the problem. Mm-hmm. Like no one's getting in trouble for documenting it. And the more of the habit you get into it, the better. I wish I could say this was my idea. It's an idea I completely stole from someone else. Um, fantastic idea. They call it the good catch card. Mm-hmm. And so you incentivize people to report things. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a, you know, telling on your neighbor type thing, but it's like, hey, I'm working on this. This is a pain in the rear. I don't like it. Here's the problem. Here's my suggested fix for it. And, you know, they incentivize people with a Chick-fil-A gift card. Mm-hmm. If you turn, oh, I'd take that. <laughs> you can go. offer me a Chick-fil-A gift card. <laughs> yeah. And so if they turned in their good catch card once a week, all month long, they got a Chick-fil-A gift card. Mm-hmm. But the key, on, and you've talked about these on here before, but the key is you have to have a suggested fix. Yes. You can't right. just turn in like, hey, here's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a fish. <laughs> it was an actual statue of a fish, like a little... Um, um, the trophy award kind of uh-huh. thing. Yeah. So, and that would travel to everybody's desk because they had okay, like, oh, I caught this, you know, before it went out the door ah. kind of thing. Like, say they're doing, like uh, you know, bachelor reviews, whatever it mm-hmm. is, right? So, like, oh, you know, like it made it through somehow or whatever. And then I look back or whatever it was and I, you know, I caught it and it didn't, you know, get anywhere down the road. Or mm-hmm. again, you right. know, we, there, I saw a problem and what am I going to do to fix it? Whatever. Yeah. That kind of thing. So, yeah. So we had this little statue of a fish. <laughs> 
Let's travel everybody's thing. But yeah, it was the same concept. Yeah. And everybody's like so proud to have this little, mm-hmm. you know, right. fish on their desk because yeah. they, you know, did something good. And well, I think that's what it is. Everybody wants to be right? recognized. Right. Everybody yeah. wants to right. be recognized for something. Right. But it builds into the culture that it's normal to find problems and it's good to find them. Mm-hmm. Now, right. it doesn't mean it's good to have them. It's good mm-hmm. to find them. Right. It's good to find them, fix them. And then eventually you're not going to find as many. Yeah. So the fish is not going to travel as much. Yes. Well, that happened with... Uh, you might have to up the ante on the reward. Well, they said that the problem they ran into, because I went and audited these folks again a couple years later. Mm-hmm. And they said that the problem they ran into is that people would literally start crumpling up a piece of paper, throw it on the floor and take a picture of it and say that they picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I believed it when I went and audited to them a couple years later. It was as close to a spotless audit as, mm-hmm. as I've ever done. Mm-hmm. But it's because they'd had this in place for a decade. Right. Right. And, and that's good. I mean, to me, that shows, again, we we're talking about continuous process improvement, right? Mm-hmm. So always looking at what can we do better. And even if it's something that you've been doing for a while, not that it's broken or anything, right. but again, offering suggestions like right. what can we do that can speed up your time? More the Lean Six Sigma kind right. of story, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to look up and go, well, how you know, how can I improve this process to yep. make it easier to do or whatever um, faster and we can get product out to our customers faster and then mm-hmm. this is what we can do. Right. And those are the next things, right. right? Instead of catching an issue, what can we do to improve yep. our yeah. process now. and that in itself can still run under the whole kappa program as well right. Right. because instead of having a non-conformity or a defect or a trend analysis as the start mm-hmm. we just start with a proposed improvement and that's what they call the preventive action exactly in a sense right because <laughs> it's, it's a process improvement right mm-hmm. so because i get the dings too I'm like well you don't have a you know preventive i'm like i don't I, every, you know it's more firefighting i guess in some cases mm-hmm. more when you do the kappas yeah. you know something happens now you, you you you're fixing it but then you go to the preventive side right. what can i do I, I it hasn't happened yet but i can see this as a possible issue right mm-hmm. and sometimes that's harder to see yeah. to me i think that's harder um and then what can we do now to fix it so nothing happens well and when you look at the iso standard in 2015 they don't the 2015 edition, they don't call them, you know, non-conformance reports, corrective action <clears throat> reports anymore. But effectively, non-conformance reports come from Clause 9, mm-hmm. and corrective action, preventive action comes from Clause 10. Clause 10 is a continuous improvement clause. Hmm. So they, they really kind of segregated and separated there even in the standard. That, yeah, the corrective preventive action is not your – shouldn't be just in the firefighting realm. And if right. it is in the firefighting realm, how is it going to be better when we're done? Mm-hmm. So what if we've only got a few minutes left here, but when it comes to evaluating effectiveness, mm-hmm. what's some of the stuff you've seen there? Well, it's monitoring the process. So whether it be auditing or just, you know, tracking again, is there any more issues from um, whatever process you were trying to fix or whatever mm-hmm. story? And you know, did anything happen? So you might have to give it six months. You might have to give it to a year, whatever that you're looking to see. Because if it's something that you do every day, you might catch it quicker. But if it's something like you do a couple times a year, like, yeah, it's going to take longer to see yeah. if that's an issue, mm-hmm. you know, that you fix the issue. Yep. Um, and then some other problem may pop up. 
right? Mm-hmm. So if you fix it, and you're like, oh, well, now this other problem popped yep. up because mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. if I fix this, mm-hmm. it's going to cause this issue down the road. Mm-hmm. So how do I, you know, you look at that? So now I got to fix this. So mm-hmm. you, really, it's not effective yet because now you've just created another issue, yeah. you know, and keep going down the road. So but you yeah, that's have like these two stages for closed. Right. It's closed. Pending effectiveness is closed verified effectiveness. Right. And that's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, and that's how I would deal with my capitals is, yes, it's closed that I did on my investigations. It's done. The fix is done. Whatever that we thought, you mm-hmm. know, based on all our investigations, this is what we need to do. And now, like, okay, let's watch this situation for a while and see if yep. it occurs again. And mm-hmm. then go from there and hopefully it actually did because obviously you didn't do your corrective action in, <laughs> um, uh, investigation very well because you didn't think of everything <laughs> <laughs> well i don't have any more questions do you no no i think that's good i'm glad you brought up the last point about the stuff staying open for six months because we'll it go can. into audits and you see that folks close these corrective actions out right before they, the audit i'm like no right. leave it open if it's open gum. right and that's the thing i think people think well you know it's been open way too long well but you've already done your if you've got it open because you haven't finished your investigation, I think that's more the issue. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some of this stuff may take longer just to get to it, you know, or, or even to fix it. Uh, if it's a huge process that you're trying to, but you need to write that in. Yes. Like, okay, so I thought I'd have it done in three months or I thought I'd have it done in whatever. Mm-hmm. But as we dug farther and then you, that's what mm-hmm. you explain in your whole investigation is that. This is what we found mm-hmm. out. Because of that, we're getting a whole new piece of equipment. We need to validate it. We need to do this, mm-hmm. we need whatever, to you know get it up to be able to use. So that's now going to keep my cap open longer. And I think an auditor would say, okay, at least you figured that out. You yep. figured out a better way right. to make this you know, fix. And it's a long-term fix, not a, okay, put a Band-Aid on it, keep on right. going kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So you're not going to get dinged for that. No. You know, but if as long as you explain what's happening, because yes, maybe you might say three months, six months, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when my normal kind of closing. I'm going to have my investigation done. Again, it may not, but you need to explain that. Right. Yeah. I actually, document it. When I was doing the, the ISO audits for a certifying body, I, I left a finding for a company once because they closed out their uh, evaluation of effectiveness the same day as their investigation on all their uh, cards. And I'm like, no, I don't believe that for two seconds. Mm-hmm. You need to prove it's effective. Turn that in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Thank cool. you. Thanks for listening, y'all. If you have enjoyed this episode, like what you heard, or took away something uh, good from it, be sure to comment and subscribe to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Android, Google, you name it, we're there. Feel free to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. You can find Find me there, Kyle Chambers, and we hope to hear from you soon.